1: the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team this is the high hopes podcast I hope- it's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the philadelphia phillies on radio.com and sports radio 94wip
2: yo it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast, four games to talk to you about as uh, we, we got the extra day, Jack Fritz. We, we we decided to wait till the end of Labor Day to record
0: rather than uh,
2: after the Mets. Here. I think it was a good
0: decision. Yeah, we had to wait for one more win. <laughs> yeah,
2: because, you know, Mets series, not great. Not great. Yeah, but Sunday was great. Sure. It was super awesome. Look. <laughs> all right. Uh, 26 games left to play. Two and a half behind the Cubs as of this moment, recording this Monday night. Feeling so, good. I, 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 let, let's start there, and then we'll get into specifics. How are you
0: feeling? I legitimately feel good. I don't know. Okay, what? Recording... <laughs> You can't, you can't make me record after a win with when Harper and Hoskins homer twice. Like you, you, you can't, you can't make me record after that. Like that's, that's unfair to the listeners because I'm talking myself back into a run. I think they played good baseball last month. They, they had the minor hiccup with the Met series, but overall they've been playing good baseball. And I don't know, man. I their, their pitching staff sucks, and it, it makes me angry that they did nothing at the deadline um, to address it. It makes me mad that Mike Morn is our setup man, but. I don't know, man. Maybe if the offense can carry them, there could be something here. And then everyone starts even believing in each other. It'd be a whole kumbaya thing going on. I don't know, man. I I, I, I just – I don't know. I feel empty without the Phillies when they're not on, and I just really don't want the season to end.
2: <laughs> oh, buddy. Poor Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man! Well, uh, so so forced optimism is a good way we can put it for you. Well, here's the
0: I, thing. Here's here's yes, where I'm at. Here's yes, where I'm at. Yes. I think the I think the offense is good enough. I think the offense has been much better um, since 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 Charlie has taken over. I think I think the offense is good. It's a, a night in, night out. I feel good about where the offense is. I think they I think Corey Dickerson has always been massive, and him at the top of the lineup definitely helps. Um, it just it's you, you physically cannot buy into this team going on a run because of how bad the pitching staff is Then and, and that's just I think that's just where we have to be at like everyone would love for this team to go on a run and everyone believes in a run and, and whatnot but the pitching staff is just that bad that, that you can't realistically see it happening
2: yeah they have 26 games left and they haven't gone on a run why would anyone believe they're actually going to go on a run I think it's it could be that simple like There's 26 games left in the season, Jack, and there has not been a run. There have been so many times where we have said, oh, here's the run. The run's coming. This is the run. Please be the run. Can this maybe be the run? Could it possibly be the run? It's never the run. It's not going to be the run. Uh, Look, uh, how long have we been saying, well, the offense can, can carry them to the playoffs. It just, I don't know. Two and a half with 26 to play feels like, 12 with 26 to play. I mean, I know they're in it, but their schedule's so tough. The Cubs' schedule isn't nearly as tough. The Cubs are playing better baseball on the whole right now. I just don't well, have I don't a know. lot the, of optimism. The, the
0: Cubs just had a 25-inning scoreless streak.
2: Sure, but I mean, let's be real. The Cubs, the Cubs also swept a four-game series against the Mets right before the Mets came to town and took two of three versus the Phillies. I don't know. Look, I uh, it, there were some signs for optimism this weekend, but it's still like... Again, how many times have we talked about that Friday night game, this against the Mets team coming in, you know, you're you're coming in three games back for the first time, maybe all season, certainly a, a long time since they've been three full games back at the wild card. And they come in and they just, they, they fight when Nola's in there. Nola fights and then they just, it falls apart. It's like you another big game, another big series opener where they don't show up and they, you know, just let it, Fall flat at home yet again, and and then they lose the next night. And I know they've won the last two. It was nice, like you said. We're gonna get into Reese because I think Reese. If you're looking for a real sign of real true optimism for this Phillies team right now, I think Reese Hoskins could be the 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 shining beacon of hope. But I just personally, I I, I struggle to to feel excited. I, we we both said. Going into this Mets series, if they don't take two or three, it's over. We're not going to believe in them. And they didn't take two or three. I Like, I don't know. They just – they constantly disappoint, Jack. They constantly <laughs> disappoint. And I don't see why they're going to go on a run. I just don't.
0: Listen, you just said it a little bit ago. You said we're expecting a run this time. We're expecting a run that time. We're, we're waiting for this run. Listen – the run just hasn't happened yet. They're waiting for <laughs> they're waiting for the right time, and it, <laughs> right now is the right time. Um it better
2: be. it's the only time left. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, and and I don't want to. I don't know. It's very. I just you know me. I think the I high. I do low, know you. I think I, the high,
2: they do too. Yes.
0: I I just I want to run. I I need to run. I want to run so bad. I do. I realistically think it's going to happen. No, because I, I think I think the Cubs like the, I think they're just a better baseball team. Um and and they have an easier schedule to begin the month, but I think they, I think they finish with the Cardinals. They have la- seven
2: of their last ten against the Cardinals, so you know that could be interesting.
0: That could be interesting, and and but the the thing is, like when you look at the Phil schedule, they have one easy team, and that easy team is a team the Phillies can't beat <laughs> it's entire the entire Marlins, month of-, of course, it's the Marlins. Yeah, but but James, they have a they have a way better record against teams that are better than them, so. If they keep that up, it could actually be their best month of the season.
2: look at you. It is. That's a fact. we are the king of spin.
0: It is great. They literally have a better record against teams that are better than them. Teams it's that are true. over 500. they true. I think they're 10 games above 500 against teams that have a, a 500 record or more. 500 record or better.
2: Wouldn't that be something? That, honestly, on a, on, to a, a, a counterpoint to my argument, it would be just like this team. To, to do what they've done all season and continually disappoint when we expect them to and then to beat up on good teams to get in the playoffs at the end of the season that would feel very on brand for this team but you said it before it's just it's such a struggle to believe in this pitching staff again like Mike Morin and it finally seemed seemingly for the first time blew up in a game this weekend against them but like Mike Morin is your go-to high leverage guy yeah really? really Jack Jack Here's a statement that I, I feel very confident in making, but I also feel like an idiot because I can't believe it's actually true. Jose Alvarez is the best reliever on the Phillies. How about that, Jack? How about that? Think about that. Think about that statement. How absurd is that? How absurd is that? to think that Jose Alvarez, if you have to get one out from a guy in that bullpen, Jose Alvarez is probably the guy you want taking the ball. How do you reconcile that? Like, how can they? And again, look, I'm with you in the sense that I, way crazier things have happened. They're two and a half back with 26 to play against a Cubs team that is certainly better than them, but is far from a great team. And, you know, ever since we saw the Mets drop seven with 17 to play, anything's possible. But I just find it so hard to believe that they're going to go on a run. And we, look, we can all agree, other than Joe DiCamera, who does not agree with this, but we can all agree that they're getting boat raced by the Dodgers if they somehow find a way to beat the Nationals, if they somehow find a way to get into that wild card game. They're, they have a, literally a, like an actual 0% chance to beat the Dodgers, a 0.01% chance, whatever you want to say. They're not doing it. But... Paint the picture for me, Jack. Let's let's lean into your optimism. What has to happen over the last twenty-six games? Forgetting the Cubs. We all know that they have to they have to win three more games than the Cubs lose. You know, they have to they have to play three games better than the Cubs. But in terms of what you need to see from this Phillies team, forgetting what the Cubs have to do to help out, what is this Phillies team, what what will it look like if the next twenty-six games end up in them in a wild card game?
0: Well, I mean it starts with Reese and Bryce. I mean there's there's no doubt about that. And and today was a really good start. I mean, Reese has been pretty good um, since since uh, Gabe moved him through the four hole, I don't know, sometime last week. Like Reese has been okay. He wasn't he was he wasn't driving the ball out of the ballpark, but I thought his swing was getting leveled out and now you're kind of seeing the, the benefits of that. Like the home runs today were, were classic Reese Hoskins um like like home runs. So I, I mean obviously it's gonna start with the offense. And it, it comes down to, to Dickerson, Real Muto. Harper, Hoskins, those are the four. Kingery has been really good recently. Like the, the the offense, I feel like is is finally clicking. So as long as those guys keep it up, it's good. Um, they need Nola never to lose again, and they really they need they need Nola to to get through a seventh inning. Like there was a nice little stretch in the middle of the summer where he's getting through the seventh inning, but now he's back to kind of getting to the seventh inning and falling apart. Like in the in the Friday night Mets game when I think they're up one at the point. And he left Nolan to hit and he didn't get a hit and it didn't get executed or whatnot, or the Phillies became the Phillies again. Um, like Nolan went back out there and I was like, there's like watching this team all season. We know they're going to blow up here. Like there's no way they're going to keep this. So it comes down to that. It comes down to, to someone in that bullpen stepping up. Like Mike morin has been good for the last month. It's really helped that he's kind of stepped up. Now he looks like, you know, Mike Morin. um, Hector Neris has to be unbelievable. It has to just be locked down at the end of games. They need someone else to step up. Jose Alvarez is, is good. Um, maybe they get Sir Anthony Dominguez back. I don't think they're going to get him back, but if they can get him back, that would really help. It, it comes down to, to Hughes and Warren, someone, one of those two got, being a go-to guy for Gabe Kapler um, because those guys seem like guys will take the ball every single day, and you're going to have to ride those guys if you want a playoff run. So, I think the offense is fine. The offense is good. It just comes down to that someone else in that pitching staff stepping up. Vargas's Saturday start is is pretty terrifying because if if he if he's not their, their number two, then you don't really know what you're getting out of Eflin, who looks like he's back to being at least a serviceable pitcher. Um, Drew Smiley, you still have no idea what you're getting from him. At least with Jason Vargas, he felt pretty good about six innings, three runs or less. but. Him getting blown up on Saturday is not a and not a good start for that. So, it, a lot needs to go right. But honestly, if they just here's here's kind of where I'm at is if the offense just plays well heading down the stretch and they play good solid baseball and there's something to build on and we kind of we can kind of look at this last two months being like yeah the bullpen was a disaster the starting staff was a disaster but the offense like the 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 talent that those guys have actually starts to show itself. I almost consider that a win at this point.
2: Yeah, well, it's sad that we have to do that, but yes, I agree with you. Look, any reason for optimism for twenty twenty will be nice, but um, I'm with you. Look, we've said it's a broken record, but if they're going to get there, it's because the offense carries them there, and the offense has started to play well enough. I mean, Corey Diggerson, what a what addition! <laughs> what a, what a you know you we talked about it on the you know before the trade deadline. I, I said I wanted Corey Diggerson. You were all about it. You loved the idea, but. I don't think anyone expected Corey Dickerson to come in here and be this good. Uh, He's just been a really good player for this.
0: He's just a professional hitter. Yeah.
2: He's such a good hitter, man. Like he just takes the ball where it wants to go. Uh, It's, it's fun to watch him.
0: Well, he's a guy, he's a guy that, that will consistently barrel up the baseball, which I think is like, that's what I kind of thought they were going to get from Kingery when Kingery went up to the leadoff spot. I want a guy at the leadoff spot in 2019, that is going to be aggressive and square up baseballs and not al- not always be looking for a walk. If you can do both and be like Mookie Betts, sure, that's great. But I would prefer a guy who is going up there and looking to be aggressive and can put hard contact on the baseball. And that's what Corey Dickerson does right now. I just I, I would love to re-sign him, and I, I don't know I don't know if they will. I don't know if they can. Yeah, you need the DH, Jack. No,
2: need the DH, Absolutely, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely Look, I don't, I, I don't not. know where you play him. I love the idea of it again. Uh, everyone's going to want him back. All he's done is rake since he's been here. He's been, he's been there. other than Bryce Harper in the time since Corey Dickerson has been here. If you said you have one at bat to win a series, to win a game, whatever. Corey Dickerson's the guy. Like he's other se- than Bryce Harper, that's the guy. That's the guy.
0: He's the second fastest Philly to to like to, to twenty five yeah, RBI's. I saw it, after around. Hoskins.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Twenty four games to get twenty five like, RBI. He's been awesome.
0: Like, what do you do? Like, do, can you re-sign him? Stick McCutcheon in left field, and Dickerson plays center field. Can you? Tr- do they try to flip McCutcheon this offseason?
2: Look, I think Corey Dickerson. He is an undervalued asset there on baseball. He is not someone who makes a ton of money. I think you you sign him and you figure it out. Like. He does. Even if you can find ways to, to fit people in and out every day, I, I think Corey Diggerson's an asset that is worth having. And the price that he will get this offseason will be a bargain for whoever signs him, whether it's Phillies or someone else. So I think you sign him and you figure it out. I don't know if either of those guys, maybe you can switch, give them both some center field work, but I think the idea of relying on Andrew McCutcheon coming off a torn ACL to play any meaningful amount of center field is probably – wishful thinking. And yep. Dickerson isn't necessarily a, a everyday center fielder for all intents and purposes. He has not played much at all in his career. But um look, this is also a team that cared so little about defense last year. They were willing to put Reese Hoskins in left field. So who knows? Who knows what they're willing to do from a, a giving up defense for offense perspective. But uh, look, I think Dickerson is a really interesting discussion point because, as I said, I mean, after Bryce Harper, he's the guy I went up in a big spot for this team, of the whole team, of everyone on the team, which is crazy talk. Uh, he's been awesome. But uh, to, back to, to the point you're making, I do think that, and again, it's baseball, anything can happen. I just I just don't see how this this staff and this bullpen gets them there. It, you know, the offense just is going to have to carry them every night. We've seen that the offense takes nights off. Not, I'm not saying, like, they don't try. I'm saying, like, they just... Again, they have nights where they don't show up. That first game against the Mets, a perfect example, where yes, they ended up with five runs, but but those last few were meaningless. But that was a one-one game. They they don't they didn't give Nola anything there. And Jose Alvarez came in, gets those big outs. Gabe did not go back to him that next inning. Something we've seen Gabe be better at this year after last year. We talked a lot about that, um, but. Um, I just, you know, I don't know how you can feel great about this, this team making a run of any kind with the staff and the bullpen the way they are. One guy I want to talk about though, because, um, and you mentioned him quickly when when talking about the starting staff, but we do have two good Zach Eflin starts in a row, or at least two solid Zach Eflin starts in a row. What have you been seeing from him? Is this something that, you know, look, he was really good for the first couple months of the season. It's hard to remember because he was so bad for so long there, but Is this something that's potentially sustainable over the last twenty six?
0: Um, maybe. I the the endorsement. The reason that I don't want to buy in completely is because, like, what he's relying upon right now is sinkers down. Um, And there's there's a reason why sinker ballers are pretty much phased out of baseball. Um, Like, look at Jared Hughes now. Like, Jared Hughes last season was unbelievable. Jared Hughes this season has just not been that good Um, because teams have adjusted to sinker ballers down. And because because balls down the zoner it's easy to lift and take it out of the ballpark, so uh, it's good that it's good that he's going back to what he feels comfortable with. But I just don't know how it could really be super sustainable uh, unless the game kind of changes a little bit, which would be nice because I I I've, I've long loved sinker ballers like Derek Lowe is one of my faves. Um, I know, you
2: bring up Derek Lowe way too often. I know, sure.
0: big fan of Derek Lowe. I know. <laughs> I was a
2: big Brandon Webb fan back in the day. Ah, oh, dude.
0: Brandon Webb was disgusting for He, a, he really three was. Years. And he
2: won the Cy Young. I mean, he was a he was a really great pitcher for a few years there.
0: Back when it was Brandon Webb and Dan Heron. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable one-two punch. Um, But but the sinker ball are down. Like, at 95 is good. Whatever. That's awesome. And what he's doing right now, basically, is 95 down, and then he's coupling that with a 86 mile an 86-mile-an-hour changeup. Throwing out of the same exact arm slot and it's the best I've ever seen Eflin's change up um I never thought it was a very good pitch for for most of his career but I think when you when you couple it with 95 and then you go from 95 to 86 with the same kind of arm slot same kind of ball out of hand it's very very tough to pick up so it's a good plan um and it's going to come down to ultimately what it always comes down to down to with Zach Eflin is that he doesn't have a good enough Breaking ball to kind of sustain long term success. Like I don't think you can get away in 2019 with a 95 mile an hour sinker and that's pretty much it. Coupled with a change up, like that's not like that's that's the Arietta plan or that was the Arietta plan before the Bone Spurs. So I I I think it can be fine and I think once teams adjust, they'll eventually figure it out. Um, but I just I I I hope he can help, but I'm not buying long term stock into what Zach Eflin's doing.
2: Yeah, I feel the same way, but. Um, it's nice to see him go out and not be horrendous. I had almost forgotten yeah. what that was like, you know, it would have, yeah. <laughs> have, have been so consistent for so long. Um, all right. Anything else from the Mets series? Uh, we'll get to, to the, the more fun game to talk about the Reds, uh, game today in a minute, but anything else from the Mets series that stuck out to you? any notes or anything? Um, again, I, I, Look, right now they're two and a half games behind the Cubs. They started the weekend two and a half games behind the Cubs. It really almost feels like it doesn't matter what happens night to night. They're going to hover around there. But uh, I was personally disappointed with the Mets series. It was just, again, it's just another series where you felt like they had to win the series. And and clearly they didn't take to. you know, get, granted they could have be a game and a half bag if they had, but yeah. um, but they they, they hovered no matter what. But it, it really felt like a disappointing series to lose.
0: Yeah, no, it did. And if, and Sunday it was a really fun game, an exhilarating game. But like I was there Saturday, and just like seeing the amount of Mets fans there was so frustrating. Oh,
2: you could, and on TV you could hear it on TV. It, it's really, it's a real kick in the junk.
0: Yeah, and it's also been a tough couple of weeks for the. Uh, the Todd Frazier is the same player as Michael Franco takes, but
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, like Todd Frazier's not very good, but it's pretty clear he's better than Michael Franco. And yeah, my,
2: well, you could say I, that about most people,
0: right? I just can't believe that people still are. I just don't. I don't get. I don't. I don't get the Michael Franco like. I don't bel- either.
2: It's crazy to me.
0: It's 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 mind boggling. So did um, you know they
2: sent him down on his birthday, Jack? You might not have known that they they did do that. Yes, they did, they, they're so evil and mean.
0: Also, um, I would give up a lot to get Seth Lugo on this team. I love Seth Lugo, Sethy spin rates. Spin rates, He's just disgusting. Like I don't know how you like what he did in the in the eighth and ninth inning is like, oh, this game's over. I don't he should be so much better than he actually is. Like he's not that good. Like the stats aren't that good. But when you watch him it's like this guy should be unhittable. He's like it's like ninety five with like legit run to it. So uh I don't know. Saturday was frustrating. It was just one of those Phil's games where it's like, oh he, you know, they're not gonna get the big hit when they need it. Like it's crazy when I when you watch them for this entire season, it's like when Gabe Kapler makes a move that makes sense on paper, it auto, it automatically backfires. Yeah, and they never get the big hit. That's what made Sunday so shocking. for <laughs> The Sunday night game was like Kingery getting that that double.
2: Oh, when Narris gave up the run, and granted, you know he he wasn't all his fault, but did throw the ball away. But when he gave the, up that run, it was just like, yep, yep, of course he did. Oh, this feels feels right. And then they get it right back. Or, plus i obviously. It was unexpected. It definitely felt like they were not going to come back there. Yeah,
0: watching this Phillies watching this Phillies team this year has just been like constant like I'm not mad, just disappointed.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. 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 And it's just constant constant disappointment. I mean, constant. Uh, we talked last time about you know the idea of of them just not being that good and us being very critical of a team that you know, probably deserves a little bit less, uh, you know, criticism and maybe a little bit more support and joy and all that type of stuff. But they just disappoint so much. It's so hard to bring that. It's so hard to think about that way. Cause it's just so many times this year when, when everyone's been so ready, when everyone's been on board, they just continually kick in the junk. It's their MO.
0: Yeah, but they've won two straight. <laughs> and tomorrow they have a chance to go seven games over five hundred.
2: It won't happen. They don't do that.
0: I don't know, man. I'm feeling good. I I, I think I, the the Red, that Reds team is like bad, like shockingly bad. Really like, bad.
2: Like really, their Trent run differential Bowers turned into a horrible pitchers as soon as he got there.
0: The run differential they have is better than the Phillies, but in watching them, it's like, man, that that offense today, I, I'd never heard of like. Four Four of their bottom, the, uh, the bottom of their lineup, four guys in the bottom of their lineup, and then they're rolling Freddie Galvez off the bench. Like that team looks cooked. Um, Eugenio Suarez is banged up a little bit. Uh, yeah, out.
2: I had definitely never heard of Kevin Farmer. Uh, I heard of Kirk Gasali, I never heard of Blandino. I was wondering if he was related him. to Dean Blandino because he looked a bit like him. He did. Uh, they, I, it, really, you're right. It was some some weird names. Irvin. Never, I have no idea. That I, knew, I knew. I is. knew Phil. Is that Pir- Phil Irvin. Okay. I know Aristus Aquino because all that guy does is hit home runs. But How otherwise... about
0: that? His swing is like his swing is like Tim Raines, right?
2: Yeah, sure. That's what I'm
0: thinking of. Uh, yeah. yeah, Kyle Far- Farmer never heard of. Oh no, I have heard of him. Uh, Blantino, I'd never heard of Casali, the catcher, never heard of. The I Van- knew Casali. The Van Meter guy, I had never heard of before. I knew
2: him only because of fantasy. He had a little rum where people were excited oh. about him picking him up.
0: Nick Sensel still the wrong pick. Uh, was their leadoff hitter?
2: Yeah. <laughs> By the way, really quickly, can I give a big F you to Justin Verlander for single-handedly beating him, me in my fantasy playoffs?
0: F you, Justin! Is that why you're so down on this podcast? Like, are you oh, Is that why dude, you can't look lost, at the Phillies in a positive light?
2: I lost 5.5, and, and, and I was the higher seed, so I would have won a tiebreaker if we tied 5-5, five, five, and I literally lost because of Justin Verlander. <laughs> I lost whip and strikeouts of Justin Verlander,
0: so see what I did was sit awesome. back and appreciate great. greatness. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs>
2: screw that guy. Why don't, you, why don't you stop some more reporters from coming into your clubhouse, you prima donna? How about well, that? All right, well. um, we didn't talk a lot about it. We I meant to, to bring up. We kind of talked in passing, but is Reese back? Like, is he back? Back? Yeah, of course he's back. Come on, <laughs> he he was
0: he was never gonna be as bad as he was. The question is, the question more so is, is is can you win a championship with Reese Hoskins as your four hole hitter, like as your as your cleanup hitter? Can Reese Hoskins be that guy? Like, there's two questions for Reese Hoskins. One, how much are they going to pay him? Because I don't I don't know how much they're going to pay him, but it, it feels like it's going to be more than they have to. But it's it's a Scott Boris guy, and he's one of the faces of the team, and and all that stuff. And number two is, can you win a championship with him being your four hole hitter? And I'm not sure i think he can be a i think he can be a really good piece to a lineup but i think they need another guy they need one more guy and i think the guy is alec bohm i eventually think it's going to be him um or anthony rendon right or anthony rendon which Mm -hmm. i'm shocked at the amount of people that think he's like i don't think there's any chance he's going to be available i think that i think the nationals lock him up
2: yeah well they said the same thing about other nationals players that have not gotten locked up but i agree i would be surprised if they let him leave. I, I mean, mean it would be coming off the season he's coming off of right now. It would be organizational malpractice. He's got a 1056 OPS on the season. He is. He is. I would. I th- mm.
0: I don't know. Say it. Do it. Say it. I'd rather, have him, it. That, I'd rather have him than Arenado.
2: Wow. No, you can't yes. say that. Why? You You've, never seen You've never seen he's Arenado left side, of course. He's a better hitter. But uh, Arenado's the best defensive third baseman in baseball. I'm uh, talking all around.
0: Second best defensive third baseman in baseball,
2: after Franco. Good call.
0: After after Matt Chapman.
2: <laughs> yeah, Chapman. They're both right there. I don't know. Dude, if they play on the same. Hu- they play on the same high school team. I know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it's must so have been a crazy. vacuum at third base.
0: Oh my god. I don't know. I just think that Rendon, he's going to end up getting like 250 or whatever. I think he's going to get like 220, and and going to Arenado got like 260. I think I'd rather have Rendon. I don't know. Rendon's just Rendon's like a a souped up Bobby Abreu, like way he's under. He's an right.
2: awesome hitter, man. He's a he is at like he is in the top five guys I don't want coming up against my pitcher in a big spot. Guy. Oh but, yeah, he
0: always yeah. gets that hit. He well maybe because he's always gotten that hit against the Phillies that we think yes, he always gets yes, that hit. Yes, for sure. No, I mean anytime Anthony Rendon's and, up and in a clutch like, situation. And the ten
2: fifty six OPS tells me he gets a lot of those hits.
0: Oh, he's just he is a backbreaker. Yeah, he's just a back breaking awesome. baseball player, an awesome player, and I would back up I would back up the Bur- branks truck or whatever. Well, Clentak
2: did say they're gonna be aggressive, Jack.
0: He always says that. I know. I know. I don't know. I Klintak is just
2: Quote incredible. unquote, now I don't know that we have another three hundred and thirty million dollar contract up our sleeve, but we can certainly have the flexibility to be aggressive and make additions. Thanks, Matt.
0: No, I'm telling you man. They're they're they are going to go hard after Garrett Cole. I know good, that for a fact.
2: Good. 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 Yeah. Please. Please, did you see that? <laughs> you sound stat? like you're about to you sound like you're about to cry. <laughs> I am. That's how I feel right now, Jack. You're not the only one who gets emotional about the Phillies, all right? <laughs> Garrett Cole, uh so the the Garrett Cole has the second highest average fastball velocity this season, 27 or 97.1 um, well, miles well. per hour. And that, that's like not even including all the disgusting spin stuff he does. But did you realize that the other three guys at the top of them are all freaking Mets? It's Cindergaard, DeGrom, and Wheeler have three of the four highest average fastball velocities. Mm-hmm. And we freaking roll out Cole Irvin to start games. The Phillies just don't care about velocity. They're like, eh, that's not important to us. We want guys who can
0: control where it goes.
2: That's the important stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe I maybe I'll take that back. Maybe they won't be interested in Garrett Cole cuz he throws too hard.
2: He throws way too hard for them. They're not into hard throwing guys. Yeah.
0: They're like, mm, "Where can we get another Jason Vargas?" So. <laughs> I guarantee I guarantee you Clentax like eyeing up Kyle Hendricks in 2 years.
2: Oh god, that's his like dream pitcher. Right yeah, there.
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, he throws soft. <laughs> and throw strikes
2: it move he can control it he can control all of his pitches and throw them for strikes it's really exciting that 88 mile per hour fastball is dynamite it's got a
0: lot of life i if if we don't have if we don't have six pitchers on the team next year that throw 95 or harder i'm gonna throw a revolt (laughs) it's like it is it is gonna be 2020 matt it is not time to go for soft tossers. Find some dudes who throw hard. Like yes. like Nick Vincent is closing out the game today. Another uh, guy. Dude,
2: I didn't even and I know he was part of the roster moves, the September September 1st moves. First of all, I didn't even know they got Nick Vincent and I certainly didn't know he was coming up and pitching for my team. So that was Yep.
0: Good. Yep. 89, 89 to 90. Sweet. Like,
2: <laughs> such a classic Phillies pitcher.
0: Yeah, I mean Dan Straley threw eight innings of uh, one or like one run ball for the Iron Pigs the night before. He's another guy who throws low nineties. Bring him yep. up,
2: bring him up. Sure, he <laughs> actually throws a little hard for this team. Uh, yeah. Let's not and push not, it. Not, hitting ninety two is uh, you get a you get a cookie. It's yep. very exciting. Not great, <laughs> not great, Jack. Uh, today was a fun game though. Like today was good. You mentioned that the the bats get going. What do you think of Smiley today? I mean we've we've. Crapped on that guy a lot deservedly. So, uh, how did was it? Was it just the Reds sucking, or did Smiley have a little bit of the uh, first two two-star magic he had today?
0: Nah, there? it was just nah. it, it was just the Reds. He yeah. didn't he didn't have the same location we saw when he came up with the Fells. Um, it was yeah, it was. I would say it was just the Reds. But I do I do think the one thing I think we can take away from the first Red Reds game, and I think it's I think it shows what makes Bryce Harper such a special superstar is that they get in and they don't get into their hotel until 2 a.m. So they get in at 2 a.m., turns around, they got to be back at the field for a 2 o'clock start, which is 1 o'clock Eastern time. So 1 o'clock basically, 1 o'clock start for them. Um, they get back to the ballpark in, what, like five hours. Um, and Bryce, in the first inning, lines the ball off Vado's glove or whatever, gets to, gets into the right field and he busts to second base and dives head first and kind of yep. you you need that little bit of energy and when it's your superstar doing that i just don't know how how everyone else in that clubhouse doesn't kind of get the extra jolt and they they played a a very good solid baseball game today so um again just uh, i've said it the whole entire season like philadelphia like Bryce Harper needed Philadelphia as much as we needed him i think i just think that we have and I know like the fans of the fans or whatever, but I think he genuinely enjoys having a fan base that gets behind him and and pushes him to another level. Like there has there's been I think I've maybe one time this entire season where I've questioned his like hustle, and that was at a San Francisco game where it, it was a ball right back to Bumgarner, and he didn't like sprint out to sprint to first base. He kind of just shut it down. But other than that, like it's been night in night out of a hundred and ten percent. He, if you listen to people in that locker room, they talk about how he's kind of transformed into a leader on this team, and you're, you're seeing it now with his play. And I just, I, for as much as you know, this season's been frustrating, and I want them to make the playoffs. I'm very excited to see what twenty twenty Bryce Harper's gonna do because I think I think we're gonna see him get back to being like the Bryce Harper that we paid for.
2: I agree with you. I really do agree with you. I think that – and, again, you know, we made a lot of excuses for him. As you know, I'm, I'm big, you know, arguer for the human side of things. And then he just had a lot of crap going on in his life when he came here. And he just had a kid. And, and I am uh, – I'm very with you. I think next year we're going to get a, – a, look, he's always going to be a guy who's going to go through slumps. That's, that's who he is as a player. He'll get crazy hot and then he'll get a little cold and then he'll get crazy hot again. But – uh, I think we're going to see a much, much, much more consistent Bryce Harper. Well, We mocked him. Season. We
0: mocked him when he reached the 20 home run club, and I don't know when that was, but now he's at the 30 home run club like nothing.
2: Yeah. No, it was easy. It was like, no problem. So, he,
0: he heard us mocking him and said, okay. Uh, Z,
2: that's what we're here for, Jack. Look, I'm hoping I, I, two nights ago after the second loss in the Mets, I tweeted, thanks for participating in the 2019 season, Philadelphia Phillies. They haven't lost since I tweeted that. That's all I'm going to say. That's well, it. You, I'm just going to say that.
0: I mean, you've been you've been down on the fills for a couple podcasts now.
2: Uh, look, I'm trying to do my part here, Jack, all right? I'm all trying right. to help this squad along, okay? Ever since I tweeted that that stat about Bryce Harper being like 68th in home runs or whatever, he's been awesome. I'm just saying, but I'm not saying, you know? I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> Impressive work. <laughs> all
2: right. What's in the note bag?
0: Uh, I I really don't have I don't have much. I, like, okay, I just, good
2: good. I will take the note back opportunity to ask you a quick question. Do you believe J T. Romuto's story that it was just bad timing that he was rolling his eyes when Jared <laughs> <was praying> <laughs> from, <laughs> the dugout, from the bullpen? What do you? Think? I don't
0: I don't know, man. Because I th- I th- I I view myself as a as a ball player, and when I see Jared Hughes do that internally in my brain, I'm thinking, what a nerd. And like it's like the same kind of reaction I get when I see Brandon Nimmo sprint to first base. It's just like the there's an internal baseball player like what a hardo move that I I have, and I can't see a guy like J.T. Realmuto who is just like a ball player not have the same reaction. Like he's got to be thinking like this is so corny. Like, why are you sprinting in from the bullpen, looking like an idiot? I mean, I love it; like, it always makes me laugh every single time. I
2: uh, crack up every time. Yeah, I crack up every time.
0: It's like it's so stupid. I don't think it was bad timing. I think it was like <laughs> it was like, come on, man, really? We we do this every time. Like, I I uh, I do not believe JT Realmuto at all.
2: Yeah, me too. I mean, bro, just just don't comment on it. Just, you know, I guess he had to say what he had to say, but we all know what it is. It was very clear, and it is ridiculous. It's hilarious. I love it. I'm a huge fan of watching Jared Hughes look like an idiot when he runs in. It's just hilarious, but it's ridiculous, and he knows it. And ultimately, like, if you wanted to fight me that it's stupid because why waste energy sprinting in from the bullpen when you're about to have to pitch in a major league game, you could probably sell, sell me on that argument. Like if you really argue me on that, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. It's stupid. Why do it? Conserve your energy. But neither here nor there. JT, you definitely, definitely was sighing and making a face. At yeah. Jared, I, I, he's and that class. guy
0: and, and real Muto is just a, a winning baseball player. And he knows what is a winning baseball player. What is not. And when he sees that, it's like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> no,
2: nope. Yeah, you know, you know he didn't run in from the bullpen, Mariano Rivera. That guy never did that. He had a
0: nice jog in from the bullpen.
2: Yeah, a nice leisurely jog. All right, Fritz. Uh, final thoughts. Uh,
0: my final thought is that uh, once it like, I know you kind of disagree with me on this, but like continuing to like, I was in the stadium on Saturday, and oh no, con-
2: no, no, I agree with your the continuing point. Like, I'm con- very with you. At this <laughs> point, it's it's just get over it
0: enough just stop stop booing it yes. booing sean rodriguez makes us look like morons i and was fine
2: with it the first time like that first day fine but i'm sense. with you like that it's still going on enough is enough already he, right. he apologized hey. whether you believe it or not like he apologized get over. also
0: it. also psa for the thousandth time he was he made it obviously the entitled comment was stupid But what he was doing was sticking up for his teammates and sacrificing his own perception in this city because his teammates who are more popular than him don't want to say it because they know how the reaction would be. He took a bullet for those guys. I just want people to appreciate that. That's all I have to say.
2: Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, And I agree with you. At this point, it's enough. All right, my final thought. First, rate and review the podcast. It makes Jack super happy. It Helps us out, helps people find the podcast. So we would greatly appreciate if you rate and review the pod. My final thought, Jack, I didn't notice it. Uh, I've noticed it once before, but I noticed it especially tonight. Gabe Kapler's high fives after a oh. win are the worst, man. They're it's, great. Oh, 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 it's not great. It, it it looks like a robot who was taught what a high five is and is no. trying to... It's like straight down, like... Very awkward straight hand high five. It is so bad, Jack. No, it's so bad. No, he's it's firing so him up. Bad. He's, he's firing so him
0: up. Bad.
2: Oh my god, he looks ridiculous. He looks uh, like he doesn't know what a high five is.
0: I totally disagree. He gets he's him fired such up. A, oh
2: god. Oh, all right. Well, I, I think him. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Keep him forever. That. Gabe can do nothing wrong.
0: You are he you, 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 he is perfect in your eyes. He is. I I I am <laughs> I am flabbergasted by how some people think about the game of baseball like changing in the lineups sure. like dude like they don't even change the lineup that much and also like players I don't know I, I could i I have a whole thing on my tweet deck of of people's replies to Gabe Kapler and I scroll through them and it's just like wh- what game are you watching I don't know I just' it's, it's not the manager doesn't do that much like I don't know and the team sucks why can't we just Why can't we just admit that the team's not very good? And like, honestly, do people think that Gabe Kapler's holding back a ninety-five win baseball team? Like, that's what I feel like people are thinking when they watch this Phillies team. Like, he's not. He's not even doing that much. Just relax. Why are you so angry? Just just relax. (laughs) He's
2: Fred. Some seltzer. We'll talk to you later.
1: (laughs) Okay. Picture this.